Welcome to That One Time in Business with me, your host, Casey Renee, a creative director and brand strategist who has a million and one stories and lessons to share. Now remember, these are teachable moments with a twist and a laugh. So let's get started. Okay, so boom, I just realized that we are five episodes deep and you guys really don't know who I am. So I'm going to take this episode and I'm going to tell you about myself, my journey, um, how I got to this hilltop of normalizing creative business owners and what they do. And yeah, let's just go ahead and get into it. So I am affectionately known as Casey Renee. So the way that I got my name is I had an aunt, my beautiful aunt Beverly. She, when I used to get in trouble, she used to say, Casey Renee, get down here. Or, you know, anything that happened, get over here, get down here. What did you do? All those things. So in that, I was like, okay, when it was time to open a business, at first I was like, I want to be Designers Complex. So that's like my old business name. And I was like, I like that because, you know, it makes me feel like people know I'm a designer, but also my alias for AKA is Napoleon Complex. So I was like, I want to just kind of use that where people could see my inferiority, whatever, um, for it. So I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. But then the more and more I grow, I, like, I don't want to be designers complex. I want to be myself. I want to kind of brand my, myself as well. So I said, well, let me just go by Casey Renee. And the reason being is because Casey Renee in her eyes was when I was in trouble. Um, and I know that sounds crazy, but in the design world, I wanted to be disruptive and I wanted to start trouble. I wanted my designs to push the envelope. I wanted my designs to kind of be questioned. Um, when I went to grad school, which I'll get to, um, I had a lot of problems where I got a lot of questions in regards to my design. So that also all kind of comes together and creates the name of Casey Renette. So I'm glad you guys could learn that about me in a quick second. Now to the actual good stuff. Okay. So I am an advocate now for design, um, designers. I'm advocate for those who are coming up that do not have or did not have a mentor. I am an advocate because I went to North Carolina A&T for undergrad. Um, we'll start there. I'm not going to be like, when I was a kid, we're not going to go that goddamn deep. I am 36 years old. We don't need to go back to the railroads. Let's just, we'll start here. Um, so I went to um, North Carolina A&T, so Aggie Pride, and I went for graphic communications, print, printing, and publishing. The thing about that is at A&T, and don't, I know how you girls like to tussle, do not come in my inbox, but I'm telling the truth if you were in that program. The reality is, if you were not an engineer at A&T or maybe like a journalism mass communication, it was very slim pickings for us. Um, the social life was amazing. You know, I, I think that A&T helped me become a very social butterfly. I mean, I was always an extrovert, but I think it made me... Um, read rooms a little bit easier and go ahead and put my foot forward to just start the conversation with people. Um, so I do thank A&T for that. As far as my skill set, I cannot truly say that I got that from A&T, um, but, you know, life. So with A&T, I do remember, and I knew I needed further education in design at A&T when I was in class and they were doing um, career day. So on career day, you know, all the people came, NASCAR, 
um, all these other BPs, all these places for engineers. And they would come. And I had a, a professor and he literally said, don't think y'all going to use the career fair as an uh, excuse because y'all know ain't nobody there for y'all. Literally, like that's what he said. So I was like, dang, now things might have changed by now, but this is just when I went. I can only speak for what I went through. Um, so we was like, dang, first of all, dang, because now we can't even be absent. <laughs> you know, everybody get to miss class, but we still working. And dang, because my parents ain't pay all this money for me to go here. And there's no like opportunities outside. You know, like I really have to forge my own path, which of course you should do. But, you know, you also go to these institutes to to network and meet people. And you know how many times people say, oh, my friend from college or, you know, that's the that's the point. That's the law of the land. Um, so that was really disheartening. So when I finished A&T, um, I was like, OK, I'm going to go to grad school. And I decided to take my talents to Savannah College of Art and Design, where I went for a master's degree in advertising design. So um, art direction, creative direction, that's literally my actual degree that I am still paying on. Biden, I filled out my application as you asked me to. I do ask that you. Yeah, I know it's in beta, but please help me help me. KC Snipes is my government. So I don't know if you needed to pull that through. But, okay. So with that being said, I went ahead and applied. Um, I was the only one in my group, in my actual um, building, that went to grad school at that time. I think some others ended up going. But so my dean at the time, he said, well, we'll get you money. I still ain't get their goddamn money. But anywho. So. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so still salty. This man was like, well, you're the only one that's going to go to grad school. Uh, $10,000 on us from a and I'm like, bet that's books. That's everything. I kept saying, Hey, where's my check? Where's my money? <laughs> want my money, man. <laughs> oh, oh, <for laughs> I want my money, man. Of a family guy. Like I was like, Getting real tired of you ducking me, man. Where's my money? Where's my money? Never got the money. So I was like, okay, whatever. More loans. Biden. Anyway, um, so there I was like, I'm going to go to SCAD. So I went to SCAD. I moved. Never been. I never been a day in my life before. I literally just got up, got an apartment, and just went. And I'm glad that I did it. Um, so I entered into SCAD in... November of 2009. So, yeah, 2009, I um, went into SCAD. I did one year. Everybody takes breaks. SCAD costs too much. I had to see it. I had to see it through, my boy. Got to see it through, my boy. God damn it. I went straight through. I was like, no stops because this is a tab and it gets very expensive. So I did SCAD, but in SCAD, oh, we can we can still share lessons on this one. So here's a lesson. Just because you think that you have an undergrad degree and you're in your master's, you think you're going to show up on these un, on these um, undergrad kids? Not at no damn art school, you're not. So if you don't know, art school is a thing. Like people always say art and design is a very easy. Oh, God, I used to hate that, Auntie. Oh, you got an easy major. Bullshit. You ever had to pull creativity out your asshole? It's a very hard, on, on command, on command, it's a very hard thing. And I really people really wish people would stop underestimating design. So um, at SCAD, this is so embarrassing. I just told a friend this story the other day. Um, but when I was at SCAD, 
and I was a grad school. I had a project with some undergrad kids. Oh, God, y'all. Okay, so... I thought I was doing good. This is why I say A&T didn't really teach me no design. Because in my mind, we're working for like a bank. It was called RGB. I don't know if this bank is still down south, but it was a bank. And we were doing a mock um, portfolio piece for them. So we did it. And this girl, she was an undergrad at SCAD. So SCAD, you know, she'd been formally trained only solely in art for, for three of her years. I think she was like a junior. And she then proceeds to go to my professor and was like, um, isn't she in grad school? Because it's the designs are pulling the group, basically pulling the group down. They're not good. Hate it. I was like, I was so embarrassed. I'm like, because, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I I made it. I'm the only one from A&T, so I'm going here. You, may, you know, it's like going to the league, but I'm still on the bench. I'm still on the bench in the world of design. I'm like, dang. Then I had another project where... I learned I was a conceptualist, which I am. But at that time, you want to be an executionist where you want to be the one designing it. Because, I mean, ultimately, you're in a design school. Now I'm okay being a conceptualist because conceptualists are the art directors. And I had to really learn this. We get the big bucks. You know what I'm saying? The people who think of it. Um, but at that time, I didn't think like that. I was still naive. So I had a professor and she was... She tried to put me down as gently as possible. And I was like, it was for Zippo lighters. We did a mock project for Zippo, lighter, Z- Zippo lighters. And I was like, all right, I got this idea. Because I did have an idea. And I was like, and I'm going to design it up. <laughs> you have seen that March uh, meme where she comes and taps uh, Lisa on the shoulder. Like, come on, get up. That's how it was. She was like, um, can I talk to you for a second? And I was like, hey, what's up, y'all? Um, she was like, I heard your idea for Zippo. And I was like, yeah. She was like, I love it. Love it. <laughs> and then she was like, but we're going to have somebody else actually cause design it out. Now, let me tell you why that's important. Now, this inc- you would think, hey, it's class. You design it. No. The good thing about SCAD that I always love about it is we actually present it to Zippo lighters. Like, we, all, we actually present it to RG Bank. Like, RBG Bank. We actually present to these people. So you're not standing in front of the class doing it. You're in front of the important people, the big wigs. Um, so I see why now in hindsight, why she was like, nah, cause you're gonna make scared look bad, bitch. You know? So at that time she was just like, you know, ideas, love them. Um, you designing it, ah, uh, not so much. And I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? So that's a gem right there too. Hindsight is a beautiful thing because now looking back, I, I understand all of these decisions. You know, sometimes you have to realize people are making decisions for you because ultimately I could have got in front of Zippo lighters and embarrassed myself because that was at the beginning of a semester in my first year. So by the time I was done, I could be a whole different person, but I've already showed my hand to such a, a high figure, you know? So that's important. Um, and I didn't see it till the end. So that was SCAD, and I thought that, you know, SCAD really taught me a lot. So I came out of SCAD, I did one year. I'm talking about in and out still paying, we're here. Um, and then I decided to start Designers Complex, which started off as, like, a blog. It was a blog on Tumblr, that platform. I think it's still up and kicking. I didn't mean to insult anybody if you're still on Tumblr. But it was... Um, a blog and the re- the way that I sculpted the blog at that time was 
advertising design. So like all the Super Bowl commercials, just things like that, like good advertisements. That's what I cared about. I wasn't, I had the degree to help brand people, but that just was not where I was at that time. So I did that for a couple of years. Then I decided to teach, work in a, in a advertising design agency. Didn't work out. Um, I tried my hand at different things. And then ultimately I decided it was time to own my own. So in essence, I have been in this game for about 10, 15 years, about 15 years at this point. Um, and I, I love it. Like, I love everything about it. I love my growth in it. And I'm excited that I get to have this chapter of now normalizing people because Q2000, hmm, what year was that? 2014, I believe might've been my, well, I've always been designing, but like my first on paper tax, cause I know y'all listening <laughs> on paper tax year. Um, I learned, as you heard from the horror stories, I was learning a lot. Um, and I think that I needed those chapters. I needed to sit in rooms where I felt like I wasn't understood. I needed to be in groups where I was the less. I needed to be in rooms where I was the more. I needed to be in groups where like things were just questioned. You know, my art was questioned, um, where I was seeing other people's art. Um, I was doing really big of like going to not so much room for networking at that time, but skill set. So, like, Adobe Max just ended, like, a couple of weeks ago. And I have big FOMO now. Like, dang, I missed it because that's how I started. I didn't start with the conferences where you're trying to network with people, even though that ultimately happened. I wanted to go to the the um, conferences where I learned the programs. So, that way, if I did put myself in the room, my our language, we speak the same. You know, so that was my goal at that time when I first started. Hence why I would get attitudes with certain people when they weren't using correct jargon. If you ever, if you heard rhymes with pow, um, things like that, because it meant a lot to me. It was never a me showing off. And a lot of the cases of this podcast that you'll see, it's not me trying to flex my know it all muscle. It's me flexing my, my, I, I, took the time to learn and educate myself on that. So there needs to be some respect that comes with it, or there needs to be some acknowledgement of it, especially if you hired me. I didn't go out and find you and ask to work for you for free. So in knowing that, the things that I learned in those rooms is what ultimately helped you gravitate towards me. So I think that is very important that I stand on a lot of these heels that I get on top of you know, on these episodes, because that's time, you know, that's time I can't get back. I'm excited about the things that I learned. And regardless, you pick me, I ain't ain't pick you. Okay. So now cut to today, 2022, I finally started that one time in business podcast, which you are listening to. Hopefully you have liked and subscribed to it and shared it with someone. Um, I started this podcast not to out anybody not to out any businesses because again a lot of these businesses are created by especially like black entrepreneurs I am never here to tear you down however 
there is a level of respect amongst the business to business community of all races um, that needs to be acknowledged. And I feel as though if I have this podcast and I share it, you gonna get embarrassed. You know, I call this podcast The Help Effect. You ever seen the movie The Help where they're in the book that she wrote, but it's so embarrassing. You're not going to admit to it. You're not going to say, oh, that's me. You're not going to get mad. You're just going to read it ashamed and realize that you need to do better. You know, um, so that's where I want to be with this, where this I want this to be the help effect. You know, I'm not going to say no names, but don't come to me. Don't come to me if you know that's you, because ultimately you should be embarrassed because look at the comments. Look at the things. It's not right. But I don't want to ever leave someone or a client that was would hear this podcast and say, dang, she outed me. I always want to make sure I take ownership in what I did wrong because nine times out of ten, I messed up somewhere that allowed you to mess up somewhere. And I also want to want to tell what I learned where you went wrong and the things that we can ultimately do to fix it. OK, so that's the whole reason for that one time in business with me, your host, who I hopefully now hope that you learned a little bit more about myself because I was like, damn, we really went through five episodes and y'all really don't know who I am. Um, and I wanted to change that before we really, really get it popping over here on these podcasts and YouTube streets because I have so many goals lined up um, for this podcast um, and for the listeners I really want to, and I keep using this word normalize, and I know it probably sounds redundant, but when you find your tribe, that's always a hard thing. It doesn't matter. You know, think about when you was in high school and you're trying to find your people, your lunch table. When the older you get, you feel like you're losing your lunch table. You just have your friends, but your friends are your friends and they do their things. But then you have a tribe of people who do what you do. And I want to be that lunch table. I want to normalize. I want us to have and share these experiences, but also hold each other accountable through these experiences. So hopefully you have got to know me a little bit better. I My DMs are always open if you have any questions. If about if you have any questions about SCAD, if you have any questions about A&T, you have any questions about owning your own, I am also that girl. I am never going to not turn around and and put my hand back to where I was. So with that being said, I hope y'all enjoy this podcast, um, and I will holler at you guys next time. Okay, bye. So did you enjoy the gems I dropped today or feel normalized after you push play? Well, feel free to like, subscribe, and share that one time in business with me, your host, Casey Renee. Now remember, we are all in this crazy shit together. Late payments, bad attitudes, or just clients or colleagues that underestimated your worth, but you found a way to pivot? I would love to hear your story. I only have two rules, no client or company names, and tell me the lessons you learned. If this sounds like you and you want to be on the podcast, email me at that one time in business at gmail.com.